Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We are a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams. In this series, you'll learn how to plan your renovation, know whether your project is a job for you or a contractor, how to hire and work with a contractor, and loads of pro tips on how to turn your renovation dreams into a reality. Let's jump in. This podcast is brought to you by Woodby Art. Woodby Art is a renovation company providing you a renovation experience you will actually love. We specialize in turning anything our clients can dream up, pin up, or sketch up on a napkin into reality, making their houses feel more like home. Visit us at woodbeart.com to book your complimentary consultation today with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. Hands up! Who has an incomplete DIY project that you started last year, last month, last decade? Come on, be honest. You've got one, right? Hello and welcome to the second episode of our foundation series. Today the topic is when to DIY it and when to get out of the way and hire a professional. A quick Google search for DIY fails can provide some much appreciated levity and social media sharing, but in reality, what you see can be dangerous or destructive and is clearly not the correct way to do things. When I looked up this myself, I found everything from duct tape holding up a toilet tank, a ceiling fan that was installed too close to the corners of the room and the blades sliced up the drywall, and kitchen drawers that won't open because of poor layout planning, and so many electrical no-nos, there's just too many to list. Clearly, there are some DIYs you can take on, learn about on YouTube, or do by trial and error. Replacing door hinges and lock sets, for instance, interior wall painting, or installing closet organizers. Sure, 100%. Go for it. Installing a new sink and faucet? Bring it on if you feel confident and have done a few jobs prior. Just make sure you know the basics, like where your shutoffs are, and if you don't know what they are, put the wrench down, back away, and Google plumbers in my area. The siren call of those remodeling TV shows is that you, like Yan on that 1980s cooking show, Yan Can Cook and So Can You, is that you too can renovate all by yourself. You think, yeah, I could do that. And now you're all inspired, and really, what's the worst that could happen, right? Well, you could die, or you could destroy your home. So if that's the, the answer to the what's the worst could happen question, um, it's time for you to call in a professional. Another indicator that the project isn't for you would be that maybe there is a permit required. Some things to keep in mind uh, when deciding a professional or a DIY is that some jobs are specialized and take years to learn. Uh, experts know the building code. They have skills and tools for the job that will do a much better job than any weekend warrior could. And especially if it's a technical job involving structural work or a dangerous element, something along the lines of moving gas lines, for instance. I mean, there is a reason why the safety first tagline exists. And speaking of safety, this would probably be a good time to talk about asbestos. Like it or lump it, asbestos is a huge, huge safety concern. If left alone, like a sleeping bear, you're all good. And as soon as you disturb it, the gloves are off. Asbestos was considered the wonder product for the ages and is in a whole host of things like drywall, duct 
ducting tape that goes around your ducting for your your uh, HVAC system, window tape, roofing, insulation, and more. Um, but it's been found to be cancer-causing, so you want a professional to remove safely and dispose of safely. The second thing would be the job is probably too complicated for a DIYer if it requires a permit. So each city has its own rules and regulations around which jobs require permits, how much they cost, and how difficult it is to get one. In some areas, it's fairly easy for a homeowner to apply for a permit for DIY work. In others, you can't get a permit at all unless you're working with a licensed contractor. However, even when getting a permit is no problem, the fact that you need one is a sign that you should think carefully about whether or not the job is something that you want to tackle yourself. The third thing would be your insurance could be void if something goes horribly wrong. The insurance company would not respond to you if you were the, the source of the damage unless you have what's called a COC extension on your home, which basically notes that you are going to be doing the work yourself. Insurance is really for anything that's sudden and unexpected. So if you're playing around with the pipes or whatever, and something goes sideways because of your actions, flooding, fire, etc., the insurance would not pay for your repairs. The trades that go into the people's houses have their own policies to cover them if they do something incorrectly or if whatever they do fails. And in that case, it would be their insurance that covers the damage. And ultimately, mistakes are costly. You know, even though there's no safety concerns, if you try and do the job yourself and then find that you're in over your head, and now you call a contractor in to fix your mess, um, it'll probably cost you twice as much or more for the job because now they have to undo what your attempt was and then redo it the correct way. And I can't tell you how maddening it is to have to work on a previous DIY special <laughs> that now we have to correct or that we uncover along the way and all of a sudden it costs more money and it costs the project more time to resolve those things and we can't cover them back up um, knowing that they're there. You know, it could hurt your home's value when you sell if the work is not up to standard or if it's left unfinished, but it will also turn away potential buyers and they may end up being concerned about what other potential nightmares there are uh, behind the scenes that may have been done by you or a previous homeowner. And time is money. Now, this is a big one. What is your time worth? What would you be prefer to be doing with it? And do you have the tools for the job? By the time you spend the money to purchase the materials at retail rates and the tools for the job, and then spend three or four more times than a professional would have, ask yourself, will it be worth it? Will you actually complete the job? Or would you rather put in a few extra hours at work or forego the lattes for a bit to find some more money to pay that professional so that you can spend some time at the park with your kids, hike with the dog, or watch that big game on TV instead of pulling your hair out on something that's not your genius work? And, you know, in combination with that, you'll actually have a completed project. And the key word here is being completed. Now, don't get me wrong. If you really enjoy being on the tools and you want to build your skills and feel, feel fulfilled by being able to say that you did that project, hey, look at what I did, then fill your boots. That's awesome. Just take stock and be realistic about what your skills are, the time you have available to do the project, or who knows, you could have a partner who is very, very, very unhappy with you. Now, assuming you've decided to, that the project is beyond your skills and you want to hire a team of people, who do you hire? Where do you start? So should you hire an architect or a designer for your project? And the question or the answer to this would be, first, you have to identify what kind of project you're working on. Is it sort of a small or like a mini size? Is it a minor sort of thing? Or is it like a major blowout? Let's like renovate top to bottom kind of, kind of stuff. So for most small projects, um, you know, you're enlarging window opening or 
you know, you're just removing and replacing something in your bathroom, for instance? Um, the answer is no, you probably don't need to hire an architect or designer. The contractor and homeowner can usually handle both the design and construction end of something like that. For a large addition or a whole house renovation that involve moving walls and rethinking the space altogether, um, maybe doing an addition, you really should consider hiring uh, an architect or an interior design professional to help with the project. A design pro can make sure that the aesthetic considerations meld with the structural requirements of the project and that the space is both livable and visually pleasing. Now, architects are trained in design and they know a little bit about engineering and a lot of them do a lot of project management as well. And they're very skilled at coming up with innovative ideas to solve complex design problems and making sure that a project is true to itself from an aesthetic sort of standpoint. An addition or um, other complicated project with lots of roof lines really benefits from their vision and the ability to visualize the ideas three-dimensionally and, and communicate that to you. So an older home um, would also maybe be a contender for architectural input where you know you need to be really sympathetic to the original design of the home and you want to um, do an addition or something else. And it, it, you just want to make sure that the old and the new sort of blend together really nicely. They will also be able to provide you drawings for your building permit submissions and coordinate any structural engineering. And if needed, they can take on some project management as well. Um, and some clients just don't want to do anything. They just want to come home to a, a finished result and they just need a project manager to help take care of all of that. Normally, you might uh, consider engaging with an architect before you start looking for your contractor. But like anything else, asking around for referrals is usually the best way to get started. Uh, an interior designer, on the other hand, is, is not academically trained in architectural sort of pursuits per se, but they are usually experienced in interior space planning, the decorative finishes, and a lot of them are capable of doing uh, designs for simple additions and that sort of thing. And their plans, just like those of an architect, would still need to go to a structural engineer for any wall removal or additions uh, before they can be submitted for uh, your building permits. Now, a potential bonus when working with a designer is that they can help you to determine the source of the finishes and ensure they're harmonious with the space, as well as providing a fixture schedule to contractors when they're bidding on the job to give you a more accurate idea of what the project cost will be. For example, the cost of a toilet can range several hundred dollars, and if a contractor doesn't know the model, they can't give you a firm cost on it. Or when you're trying to assess you know, a quote that you've gotten from two or three people, who's to say what level of toilet they put in as an allowance for you. Now, I need to just note here that the field of design is a murky one. Not all interior designers are certified or can drop plans or fully understand the best building practices. I know some that are excellent and I have worked with others that I really wish I hadn't. So here again, knowing what you need from their services is key and getting referrals from your network is a really good way to identify those few options when you're looking for an interior designer. All of this said, I've found that the best projects are usually the ones that are highly collaborative. So having your architect, interior designer, and a contractor collaborate together really early on gets everyone on the same page. And then everyone's invested in the project as well. You know, they understand the homeowner motivations and what the budget constraints are going to be. And the value of this is especially powerful when problems or issues arise during the construction phases of the project. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to tune in next time. We'll be getting into the steps on how to find a contractor. And please do provide me some feedback or ideas for the show at allthingsrenovation.com or cruise over to woodbeart.com to check out our work. And if you're into it, get social with us there.
Ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.